Today, I'm going to be talking about everything you need to know when it comes to IRMA surcharges. Once again, I am your host, Ari Taubleib, and I am also the vice president of Root Financial Partners, and I get the pleasure of helping people retire early. And I mentioned this in the last few episodes, I'm no longer rolling the intro, just hopping right into the episode. I will always mention a quick thank you and shout out if I'm doing anything new. For example, I keep asking strangers about retirement on YouTube because I find it interesting and I want you all to hear directly from them. It's one thing to hear from me and I share what I have heard from my clients, but it's different when you get to hear it straight from the source of people who have retired and how did they do it. So I love sharing that. Once again, if you have found that valuable, wonderful, I do appreciate any feedback. If you say, hey, I want a custom strategy to retire early, I love getting to help people do this as well. And then lastly, I love that these podcasts are free. If it has been helpful of any sort, I kindly ask that you leave it a five-star review and let me know what you like about it, what you wish I did more of. I'm always open to more feedback. And today, once again, let's get right into IRMA brackets and IRMA surcharges and what do you need to think about to avoid this little, almost call it a, a pesky or annoying surcharge. So what I'm going to be talking about, IRMA, what is it? How is it calculated? How do you avoid it? And at the end of the day, what you need to think about is how do you lower your Medicare premiums? And so if you are under 65, some of this episode not going to be super relevant to you. If you're saying, you know what, I just want to know about how I want to lower those in the future. Okay, great. Kudos to you. You're getting a head start on this. But I may want to advise, listen to a few other episodes as well, because I like to make different content about approaching retirement, early retirement, being in retirement. How do you really maximize your success? Well, let's talk about it. Irma I-R-M-A-A, it stands for Income-Related Monthly Adjusted Amounts, and it represents an increase to Medicare Part B and Part D, the standard monthly premiums, and it's determined by Social Security. So what does that really mean if you were to say, are you plain English, give it to me? Well, it's this annoying fee that we call a surcharge that Medicare members, they have to pay it each month if you make too much money. And if you're hearing that make too much money, you might even be laughing in your head going, Ari, wasn't that something you talked about with Roth IRAs? And if I make too much money, I can't do a Roth IRA? And the answer is yes. If you make too much money, you also can't do a traditional Roth IRA contribution. You go, Ari, you just said traditional Roth IRA. I thought it was Roth IRA and then traditional IRA. That it's just once again the industry uses super unnecessary language in my opinion, which is why I like to say if you make too much money for a Roth IRA, there's a backdoor Roth IRA. There are options. Same thing here with Irma surcharges. You don't have to go. Oh my gosh, am I going to be screwed with these big charges that I don't want to have to pay? No, there's things you can do. Well, before we can do those things, we need to understand what this is. So on September 27th of 2022, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, they released the 2023 programs, the deductibles, coinsurance amounts, um, Part A and Part B, and the 2023 Part D income-related monthly adjustment amounts, all of this good stuff. So what is Part B? Well, Part B, that covers physician services, excuse me, outpatient hospital services, certain home health services, durable medical equipment, and then certain other medical and health services not covered by Part A. And every year, the Medicare Part B premium, the deductible, and the coinsurance rates, they are determined by Social Security Act every single year. So the standard monthly premium for Medicare Part B, for 2023 at least, is going to be $164.90, and that's a decrease of $5.20 from last year, 2022 of which it was $170.10. The annual deductible for all Medicare Part B beneficiaries is $226 in 2023, and that is a decrease of $7 from the annual deductible of $233 last year. 
Now, if none of that sounded like English, that is okay, but the reason I'm going to bring it up and explain it in a different way is I'm all about examples. And if you've been listening to the pod for some time, you already know that, but here's the example that I like to go over. Let's assume that your name is John, and let's say John's modified adjusted gross income was, let's just say, $70,000. Okay, if it's $70,000, John is not going to be subject to IRMA surcharges because the income is below the threshold. So what we want to do is understand, great, what are those thresholds? Are we below them? Because if so, great, yay us. Um, if not, oh my gosh, how do we avoid paying these extra taxes? So we want to understand what is that Medicare Part B premium, once again, if I'm below the surcharge, um, and then once again, what if I'm not? And so now the premium, if you are below the threshold, what you're paying $164.90. Once again, that is a decrease from about $5.20 from last year, as I mentioned, and that's what we want to start by thinking about. Now, when we look at, great, am I going to have to pay more? You know, Is it going to be above and beyond that? Well, what we need to do is look at your income. So I'm using a single person here, John. I'll use another married example in a moment for but for 2023 specifically, if John's income was not, call it 70000 but let's assume that it's between 97000 and 123000 if it was in that boat, well, John's going to have an extra payment of $65.90. Now, let's assume that it's between 123000 and 153000 Well, now he's paying an extra $164. So now all of a sudden, you're paying 329 and it keeps going up and up and up, and I can read these all. I'll read the next few just so you can get kind of an insight of what it could be, but let's assume you're in the range of called 153000 to $183,000. Well, you're going to be paying an extra 263 a month for a total of 428 a month. I don't want you to have to do that, okay? So the reason that I bring that up is how do we make sure that we're really efficient with this? So now we can take, okay, what if you're filing a joint return? What if it's, once again, let's say it's John and, and Jocelyn. Um well, if we take that same example, we can look at the brackets here and we can go great for 2023. And this is just part B, by the way, as we're looking at this, we can go great. What if our income is less than $194,000? Ari, if it's less than that, am I paying, you know, those Irma surcharges you talk about? The answer is no. But if you are above that, if you're between 194000 and 246, there is that extra $65 charge. If you're between 246,000 and 300,000, you're paying an extra 164 a month. So what I like to say is let's not pay for anything we don't need to pay for. If we're getting value, great, that's a different story. But if we're not getting value, well, let's certainly look at that to understand what do we need to pay for and what strategies exist so that we don't have to pay these unnecessary or maybe even call it annoying little expenses, which aren't always so little. I talk about this a lot, but because it's only so valuable, which is a Roth conversion, once again, when we move money from an IRA to a Roth IRA, the IRS is going to force you to bring money and say, you know what, Ari, you've gotten a great deduction all these years. At age 72, as of now, you're going to have to take money from your IRA or 401k. So a Roth conversion can be a wonderful way to say, hey, government, I'm not going to be required to do that because I'm going to move money to be tax-free forever. Once again, many of you know this. My background is I worked at Nuveen. We specialized in muni bonds where we create tax-free income. That is my background. But now I get to help people one-on-one -on -one create more tax 
tax-free income, and they will often say, Ari, this is a common question. Ari, I've heard you talk about Roth conversions. What about Irma surcharges? I don't want to have to pay these. What can I do to avoid them? Well, one of the things is a Roth conversion, but we have to remember when we do these Roth conversions, this is treated as ordinary income because what we're doing is we are realizing gains today. That is increasing our income. And now the benefit is that the RMDs in the future, which could be significant if you've saved and invested well, we're helping on that end, but this can cause unwanted IRMA surcharges. So we don't want to do that coming to the point of when do we do that? Well, to reduce future RMDs, that is wonderful. We certainly want to always consider doing that. But when it comes to the Roth conversion piece, it's maybe we do these during what we call the retirement bridge years, or maybe you've heard of them as the gap years, which is a fancy way of saying before Social Security begins, before maybe a pension begins or or other income sources. And yes, I get excited about this stuff because this is when you can create tax-free income during these years where a lot of people want to go, Ari, I want to keep my income as low as possible. I've paid taxes for so long. How do I make sure I can keep paying low taxes? Well, Tax are going to go right back up once you do retire, especially if you're going to be pulling from qualified accounts like an IRA or 401k. And I would rather see you pay at very low rates today, guaranteeing that knowing in the future you're not going to have to pay taxes on them. Tax planning, as I see it, one of the biggest underappreciated aspects to retirement planning. Another thing that people, in my opinion, just don't talk enough about, Roth conversions, wonderful. We move money from an IRA to a Roth IRA. When we do that, IRMA surcharges will be impacted because we're creating more income. We're manufacturing it. We're saying we want to do it, but we don't want to do it to the point that we all of a sudden are paying more IRMA surcharges by creating this. There's that happy balance there of what bracket makes most sense to make sure that, yes, I'm maximizing my Roth conversion potential of tax-free income, minimizing RMA. RMDs without going into that IRMA surcharge bracket. Now, at the same time, there's something known as tax gain harvesting. It's not so sexy because it doesn't get the headlines of tax loss harvesting because it doesn't necessarily save you on taxes. You don't carry over these losses, but it does something really wonderful, which a lot of people don't talk about. Tax gain harvesting is a very effective strategy. Once again, during these bridge years, which remember, this is the bridge between when you're going to start pulling from these accounts oftentimes, which is Long-term capital gains, remember, they have their own tax bracket. So it's not like your marginal bracket system where if you make more money, all of a sudden you're going to be paying more. Long-term capital gains, they do subscribe to marginal brackets, but it's a completely different schedule. And so what that means in just plain English for you is if you are married finally jointly and you have income that is below 89250 if your taxable income is below that, Well, now all of a sudden you can realize gains at 0%. I mean, not pay a dime in taxes. And as I see it, that can be a wonderful way of really saying, great, are we being ultra efficient with both our investments and our tax planning? And the reason it's so valuable is in later years, when your income includes Social Security and RMDs and all these things, you might not be able to do that. So this might be a very special time in your life where if you're listening to this before you retire, or you're thinking, what can I do immediately when I retire? Call it before I can touch this qualified money. Well, this is one of those amazing things that, in my opinion, too many people don't consider. And then lastly, if you've experienced, a, a, we'll almost call it just a, an ultra rare but very serious event of any kind, um, 
you are subject to IRMA surcharges, you can request to have that reconsidered. This is what's known as a life-changing event. And, and what are some of these events? Well, you can request that your IRMA excuse me, surcharge gets reconsidered if there's been a marriage, if there's been a divorce, if there's been work stoppage for a specific reason, if there's been a death of a spouse or loss of an income-producing property for reasons what they known as beyond the beneficiary's control, if there's been an employer settlement payment resulting from an employment's bankruptcy or a loss or reduction of pension income due to plan failure or termination. These are things that allow you to appeal. If you have been impacted by anything like this, number one, you can call Social Security and I have a phone number for that, but I don't recommend it because I think you're going to be on hold for a long time. But what you can do is complete a form known as the SSA-44 and they talk about how you can do exactly that. Now, a few things I do want to talk about and then I'll round out the episode is that when you think about Irma surcharges, just looking at it super high level, we don't have a crystal ball ever, but it's simple to estimate what our brackets are going to be even going forward, just tentatively. And so to start, what I always want to do is look at your brackets and go, what do I think income might fall as? Now, no one always knows exactly what income is going to look like, but you can work with a tax planner, either someone like myself or another planner to determine, hey, where do I think I tentatively might fall? Because what IRMA surcharges are, as a summary, they increase Medicare Part B and D premiums for high earners. Luckily, though, there are a number of strategies you can employ to try to reduce your modified adjusted gross income, which in a sense reduces your IRMA adjustments. So if you only take, almost call it one thing from this whole thing, it's that your income this year is going to have a direct impact on your IRMA bracket two years from now. That's how this works. So beyond almost thinking about how do you manage your income perfectly and how do I understand the basics of everything, review to understand Are you being charged unnecessarily for IRMA surcharges? Let's make sure there's no mistakes. Number two, has there been a big life event? Number three, what can I do today to lower my future IRMA surcharges? And and maybe not lower, but maybe eliminate. Those are what I wanted to make sure I talked about today. When it comes to IRMA surcharges, there are a ton of questions. And how do you think about it? And how do I make sure I eliminate it? This is a framework, very simple framework, that I always want to make sure people understand when it comes to, great, what do I need to think about and what don't I need to think about? Do I need to think about especially my income three, four years from now? No, you don't. So don't focus on that. Focus on what's most important and ignore the rest. Now, that is it for today's episode. I hope that it has been helpful. If so, I do appreciate it when you do rate and review the podcast. It helps more people find it so they can retire early. They can eliminate more IRMA surcharges if that's in their plans. And other than that, any feedback, always open to that. You can always submit your question on my website. And once again, I love what I get to do. I get to help people retire early. And if you have any questions on working with myself or a member of my team, you can always reach out to me by filling out the questionnaire and seeing how we can best help you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, you can always go to my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. That's earlyretirementpodcast.com. And you can go ahead and submit a question that I'll look to answer in a future episode. Thank you all for listening. Please do rate it, review it, and share it with someone who you think would benefit from this information. If there's anyone out there that you know, I certainly appreciate it. And I will see you all each week. Hey guys, it's me again. Please be smart about this. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as financial, tax, or legal advice. Consult with your tax preparer or financial advisor before taking any action. This podcast is for informational purposes only.